There she goes. Here she, there she goes. She comes back. One, two, three. We always have to count, but it doesn't matter. Hi. Hi. This Hi. is For the Girls Hi. Podcast. I'm Nick I'm Westray. I'm Black. I know I'm, I blow out your eardrums, but I always say this. I'm going to talk in my chest voice. I was taught to do it once, and I never did it again, but here I come. Never. Here we go. This is a podcast about queer fandom for female performers. Also known as yeah, divas. We only fucking we have always, as kids, found out about our our ladies, lady performers. I mean, we just we just go wild uh, uh, for 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 these girls. It's for these girls, and we really just wanted for to have girls. a podcast celebrating it. Like that's just it. Yeah, we just Jason and I grew up as really as best friends since we were kids, and we were both obsessed with Bette Midler. And that's not really very normal. And we embraced it. And we've been lifelong fans and friends. And so we're just out to talk to other fans about their divas and to celebrate uh, great female artists and thank them for all the pride they give us in their work. Ooh, pride is a word to use. Because, because if you didn't <laughs> listen to the word. first um Ep, uh, Pride episode. We're coming out with you with our second, our second special. Uh, you, you must know this episode of Pride, where we dictate to you prideful songs uh, that you listen to with your little gay hearts. We are just giving you all the Pride anthems for you to make a little playlist so you can bop at your Fire Island timeshare that you are spending way too much money on. Or maybe um, it's maybe you're year. on the streets of Cincinnati going to Panera Bread right before the big parade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Okay. Yes. Soup bowl. Fucking, fucking put on your SPF, eat that soup bowl, and get to the parade on time. Don't leave your friends hanging. Yeah, and be you. I my my thing about Pride isn't just like all about like, you know, butt fucking and pussy eating. It's also just <laughs> it's just <laughs> no. It's, not? it's about it's also just about being you, girl, and like embracing your weirdness and not uh, being so goddamn normal. I mean, if you're normal, fine, do that. If you're basic, also be fine. Embrace that, <laughs> but embrace that fully and 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 make it your own. Yeah. Come on, we love embracing our basicness. We did an entire episode on the historic film Palms, starring Diane Keaton. Wait, was that basic? Because I found that movie to be so strange and labyrinthian, <laughs> and deal with like truly what it means to be on this mortal coil, and then leave it. But it also to shuffle off this mortal coil that's filmed. I am. <laughs> what Palms also was about was about community and finding your community, even at an old home, even if when you that's right, true. it is. It's about finding your friends. Finding your friends. Gosh, I wish someone wrote a song mm. about that. I wish our favorite diva wrote a song about that. Well, she didn't write it, but she fucking she did sang write it. it. But she did sing it. Duh. <laughs> she actually sang it fucking twice on her debut album. We're talking about the song Friends. Which is all about building a community, finding your community, finding your people. It's, you know, back in the day, uh, cabaret artists would kind of have like their signature song, and this was her. This was kind of her opener that was written for her by Buzz Lerman. No, Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> I had a spell. I spelled. I tried to spell Buzz Aldrin once for um, uh, for charades, and it. I mean, people were crying at my spelling of it, like full tears because I spelled it so wrong. Everyone was like, I can't actually pronounce this. Like, it was, whew, it was embarrassing. That was only a year ago. It's people still, people still remember it though, because like, 
<laughs> because like it didn't it did it looked alien even when I looked at it it looked like hieroglyphics it was spelled so wrong um okay uh <laughs> wait who is the who's the buzz who actually wrote uh, it that is theme song so so okay I'm keeping all that in about Buzz Aldrin <laughs> um, oh my god I so just tell me the myself. real buzz now um uh so Friends was written by um Buzzy Linhart and Mark and Mark Moogie Klingman. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And <laughs> and so, yeah, so it was kind of written for her uh, for her to perform at the Continental Baths, which were, like we talked about, which we, we always talk about, was her um, kind of iconic, like, beginning of her career at a gay bathhouse. And so she would come out, and this would be the song that she would open with. And, and I love it. I love when songs are, like, not songs about, like, relationships, like it's something about mm-hmm. another or about like romantic relationships. And this song literally is just right. It's literally talking about the importance of having people in your life and having a, a community. So she would sing it at the Continental Bass. And then she, like Nick said, she had it on two. She, she had two different, which I think is so weird, versions of it on her, the Divine Miss M album. Oh, you got to have To have friends To make that day last long Had some friends but they're gone Something came and took them away And from the dust till the dawn Here's where I will stay Standing at the end of the road But waiting for my new friends to come I don't care if I'm hungry or cold, freezing. I got to get me some, cause you got to have friends. Bum, 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 friends. That's the favorite part of my voice, you know? I really love to hear that. Such a fun! I love playing this in a car on a long ride with a bunch of because every everyone can sing along. Yeah, it's it it's a bop. It's such a bop. It's bet up. Uh, did that for a long time, and then she, and then uh, kind of in the eighties, it would kind of come and go for her, but it's still attached as her theme song. She opens most of her mm-hmm. concerts with it in some way, shape, or form. 
you know, just like Diana Ross does with I'm Coming she Out. She actually so. did. We actually didn't get to see. We have. We didn't get to see her sing it on either of the concerts we saw her in. But when she toured Europe with the last concert that we saw, um, the Divine Intervention tour, she actually sang it on the la- on that last leg like, on the last four shows. She closed with Friends, which I thought was super special. The thing I love about when she does do it in concert like that is she always points out to the audience. When she sings the line, look around and see all of my friends. And she like includes her fandom. She includes everybody in the room that she's celebrating everyone who's come. And I really love when she does that. Whew. I, I, you have to cut what I said because I lied. I'm, like I just got like the, the, my, I just like got really like, oh, like about ready to cry. I was like, I can't believe I just did the wrong history. No, we did sing her sing friends. She came out and, and, and did an abbreviated version of I'm sorry. Uh, for her TV show. <laughs> and then she goes into like a oh, song yeah. about, about who loves me. Like, and she sings, talks about like her tribes and one of them is her gay tribes. And then she goes into friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was in Kiss yes. My Brass. So we did see it in Kiss My yes. Brass and I yes. said we didn't. Right. And that we was just, a no-no. We just didn't get to see it in Divine yes, Intervention. That was a no-no of me. I'm very pissed at myself. <laughs> we I'm going to flog. No, I'm going to take my Bette, Midler, my Bette Midler whip that I keep in the closet every time I say a wrong <laughs> quote about my diva and I flog myself, darlings. It's the diva game of thrones. Um, diva of thrones. <laughs> Shame, 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 yes, bitch, yes, bitch. I'm gonna walk behind you, just screaming shame. This is gonna be on me. This is gonna be our personal pride march. This is our pride pride march. Just shame, shame. You said something wrong in your diva podcast. I got so much. I got so much into my shame on the last Pride episode. Mm. But Pride is what brings us out of shame, right? Yeah, it does. Pride is the remedy to shame. It's hard to talk about. I I think Nick and I are finding that it's super hard to talk about. It's super personal. It's it's different for everyone, too. We are in no way, like, the... uh, Yeah, I mean... Authorities on this. (laughs) We're authorities on... And there are so, we have so many beautiful letters and colors in our flag in our community now that we definitely do not speak for all of them. And and the colors keep getting added. And to those people who are like, who are pissed that colors are added to the rainbow, get the fuck out of town. (laughs) Like, yeah, seriously. Seriously, Lady Bunny, get a life. Come on now. Um, Yeah, I'm going to come for you on this show. For sure. Everyone did. Um, That was amazing. Um, (laughs) It was when Lady Bunny got red for filth. Um, but then, okay, so Bet also has another version right. of this song. Um, uh, during the AIDS crisis, Bet lost a lot of people very close to her. And so she sang, she kind of put it, recontextualized the song a little bit in 1992. She, and, um, she, she's getting awarded in Los Angeles for her AIDS work. When she comes up to do the uh, speech, she just starts naming over 200 people that she has lost. And that's just, just imagine sitting there and listening to 200 names and being able to list 200 names. It's, it's really is, it's super impactful. And then, and then from there, like Nick says, she, she goes into this very somber version of this celebratory song about a community. And I am all alone. There is no one here beside me. And my problems have all gone There is no one to deride me But you got to have friends 
the feelings are so strong. You got to have friends to make the day last long. Listen to this one. I had some friends, but they're gone. Someone came and took them away. And from the dusk till the dawn, here is where I stay. Standing at the end of the rope, waiting for my new friends to come. I don't care if I'm hungry or cold. Everyone comes out and you see everyone that was in the concert and Robin Williams is there and, and the icon Carol Channing comes out uh, in, in full Hello Dolly drag and is just looking so fabulous and they're all singing about friends and about community and it's really beautiful and Beth's just lighting after like being very somber and very sad she's just running around the stage with this like exuberant energy and it's super super beautiful and it's the full range of what she right. can do, how Bette Midler can do pathos and comedy in, in such a short and she, she mourns for the community, but then she also says, we're still, we can still change this. We're still here. Look at everyone who's still here. And, and, and that can like help, that can help put an end to this epidemic. And, and we also can celebrate life as we are celebrating death. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. There are so there's so many um, of these pride <laughs> anthems that we want. We want to compete with Rolling Stone and Billboard for like the most authentic. Also, list. like a list comes out um, every year too, so I think it's a real. Just really compare our our real fun like basic list with all the other real. We're making fun. content. We're making I love content. what we are making, making content. content. And I flog I flog my shame parade is I do a shame parade about the fact that I make weekly. content that no one asks. We me no one asks us to weekly, weekly content. Content. No one asked us. No one wants <laughs> this. No one asked my opinion on no, any of these no, 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 things. No, 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 my dears. So I have a shame parade about that. Yeah, like but, night parades. Like I have shame um, dream parades. Like they're like it's. It's, we're about ready to talk Definitely. about a, it's raining men parades. It's raining shame in my ad parades. We're talking about Brian and all we want to do is talk about how shameful we are. Shame for shame. doing this podcast. Shame for talking about it's raining men. Shame for ever existing. So. Got it. Nothing's internalized with us, my dears. We are we are just fully our authentic selves. Fuck, we, don't we need care. to get we need to get to Panera and get to a parade. Like God, don't talk. I need a soup. I, I, a soup bowl. Mm, that sounds so good right now. And there's no real. I can't get to a Panera around LA, so I don't want to talk about. Oh, it. I fucking can. I fucking can get to one in the fucking in the fucking like garment district. There is a big ass. I Panera almost wanted to point it. I always tell Nick that like fast food doesn't exist laptop. in New York, and I like. As if, like, I know anything. And I almost wanted to point at you, like, you, there's no Panera in New York. Like, of course there is. It's like the time you told me there was no Little Caesars in New York, and there's a Little Caesars right by I my house. I fought him, like, to tooth, and it was so stupid. Um, yeah, girl, take your laptop to Panera. You do not do that. That's delicious. I do Find do that. Your bliss. I fucking... I live for no Panera. No shame there. They're also making... Panera, please sponsor this podcast. It's Pride Month. 
Um, I bet Panera will have a fucking float in Pride. Right. <laughs> Everyone does. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to talk about this fucking Bob. The ga- our game employees about- of Panera. We celebrate our gay employees of Panera on this Pride float. You know what they always, you know what they always play in Panera? What? It's Raining Man. It's Raining Man by the Weather Girls, also known as Two Tons of Fun. So this is a really great, fun, gay bop. But I Wait, can I just tell you this? In 2017, Rolling Stone <laughs> included the song on their 25 essential Pride list. In 2018, Pride ranked the song 47 on their 50 best gay anthems of all time list. <laughs> it's just, where do we rank it? We haven't ranked them yet, but I'd say this is in the 10s or 20s. Of, we included yeah, we it. Included we included it. it, so it's in the top 20. So, boom. <laughs> Oh, so I'm sorry. We don't. You like didn't ask me, but but much. the Gay UK ranked the song at number two on their top forty gay anthems uh, uh, for Pride list. Oh. So the Gay UK, okay. the Gay U- the, the UK really fucking loves this song, um, which is amazing. They, you know, there was this like Facebook campaign to try to get it to go to number one in the UK. Uh, that didn't this work. Is, um, yeah. So the fans of the Weather Girls are really amazing. So the Weather Girls started as backup singers for Sylvester, who we mentioned in the last episode, iconic gay disco star, and he um, he named them Two Tons of Fun, and they are Martha Wash and uh, Isora Rhodes Armstead, and uh, they came out of San Francisco, and they're just fucking amazing singers and unfortunately this was their only really big hit but it's a fucking bop and you need to put it on your playlist for all of pride can't touch a gay parade without obviously hearing it's raining men because it's camp camp it's it, it's camp and it's literally about like dicks raining from the skies so <laughs> spread your cheeks sweeties and and <laughs> try catch to catch a dick. one um martha has a, uh so martha walsh one of one of the two in the duo uh who still does who still tours and still makes a lot of music she was asked in the montreal gazette in 
2014, about kind of AIDS and working with Sylvester, uh, and she talks about kind of what that was like to be in the Holocaust. She said, I remember I was in New York back in 1993, and every day for a week or two, I kept getting telephone calls about someone we knew who was gone, had just died, whether it was a close friend or somebody in the business. It felt like it was a plague, says Walsh. It's been over 25 years now since Sylvester died, but HIV AIDS organizations still need help. I have always maintained that I wish I, I wasn't doing AIDS benefits, but I will continue to do them until this nightmare will really be over. That was in 2014, and she's still advocating, and she talks about wow. how her fan base, like, her fan base is the gay fan base, and that she owes her whole life to it. And she really does, because damn, if this hasn't kept her in business, the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's a bop. It's fun. Uh, take a shot every time you hear it at your pride parade. Yeah, and if you uh, and if you uh, if you're going to like some straight wedding with like some conservative parents and they play this song and every grandma's on the on there, get down and dirty on the floor. Get your hump on. Get your lovely yeah. lady humps down on the floor and just get really inappropriate and nasty. <laughs> like let everyone talk about that for a couple of days. I wish our next gay anthem was. My hunch. We should slip. We can really. We should. We should have fucked with some shit and slammed them and like songs of pride and really, really pissed the people off and been like my 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 arms my lovely lady arms is a very important song to the, to the pride movement because. What is our next song, babe? Our next song. The next song I want to talk about is we gotta get back to our lesbians and because they are everything to me. The Indigo Girls. Rites of Passage was a really, really important album to me growing up. And this uh, song called The Power of Two, I consider to be a gay anthem. It's not, I probably didn't make any of those lists that we were talking about before. But for me, when I heard this album and this song in particular, when I was probably, I don't know, 13 or so, it made me realize that uh, gay love existed, like gay, romantic, deep, deep gay, romantic love existed and that it was okay, and that it was going to happen for me someday. And that's why I just love it so much. And that, and, and that it's sacred, you know? That it's not just something sexy and dirty and shameful, but that it's something really, really beautiful. And that something I could hope for, you know? And the Indigo Girls gave me that hope. Now the parking lot is empty Everyone's gone someplace I'll pick you up and in the trunk I
I, it, there is something so earnest about their music, but I never, and I did really like get into it deeply when I was at Interlochen, but I, I'm never ashamed of their earnestness. It's just so, it's there's it's so honest and so real that it never comes off to me as twee, like some super <laughs> earnest music. And fan, it's like, know? come on, it's like we got Simon and Garfunkel and we got the Ingo Girls to mm-hmm. give us those tight, beautiful harmonies. Um Perfect. Yeah, harmonies. you don't really get duos. That's the kind of hot thing. You don't get like well, two tons you get of fun. Two tons of fun, and you get the Indigo Girls. Hello. You get the Indigo Girls. See how we just weave in like a little arc to these episodes, Battle Angels. You're welcome. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna like do a pink <laughs> reference about how like they have they like back pink on this like really protest song called "Dear Mr. President." From her, oh yeah, I'm not that. dead album. Dear Mr. President, I are like you that a song. lonely boy? Yeah, and they ask like, would he hate his uh, daughter if she were gay? On that song, so mm-hmm. just gotta slip that in because um, I think we should. Are we talking next about my ex Dina? Because I got some pink tea to nope. spill on nope. that. Yeah, what's your tea? Okay, so we're doing the next. We're doing okay. So. I pie controlled that for now. Talking about Extina's her gay anthem from the early aughts. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. Do you remember this song? Do you remember this video, girl? Do you remember it coming out? Fuck yes. And, I love this video. Yeah, this was this was rad. This was like a gay moment for a lot of kids. It was a serious gay moment. Christina came out swinging, made a video with boys kissing and, and people struggling with eating disorders and cross-dressing. She was not feeling beautiful. She was saying that we are beautiful. Um, it was written by Linda Perry. And the tea on this is Linda Perry was one that like, you know, Linda Perry of Four Non Blondes, who is a lesbian, who's actually mm-hmm. married with kids to Sarah Gilbert. What? Um... Yes. Linda Perry was the one that kind of helped Pink kind of take her career in the rock direction with Misunderstood um, and and shepherd all of her, those like kind of initial big hits, um, Don't Let Me Get Me, and Just Like a Pill. And really kind of, kind of mm-hmm. launched Pink into kind of what Pink is now. Like that's kind of set her on that trajectory. And she originally wrote Beautiful for Pink. But she was working with oh. Christina, and Christina came over to the house and was just like, hey, let's like, I need, let's like break the ice. Let me just sing some of your songs. So she let Clever Miss Christina sing Beautiful, and they were so moved by her like initial demo of the song that they gave it to Christina, and which then started the kind of feud be- between Pink 
and Christina. Pink was super upset that... I didn't know they had a feud. Yes, a big feud. And the feud really continued during their cover of Lady Marmalade two years later. Oh... Yes, because they do that yes, together. Yes, and, and, and the big behind the things thing was that Pink and Christina were trying to like be the bigger divas, like trying to get the more like the bigger notes, and and so they they actually just recently supposedly ended the feud a year ago, where they've like kind of come out and said like wow. no, we don't hate each other. Like of course we were like young, and and there was like bizarre accusations of who slapped too, and it was pretty. Yeah, you can look wow. it all up. It's like a fun thing to go down. But so, so yes, my, so yes, gay battle angels, gay history. This is my gay history. Um, <laughs> so it was for it was meant so it was meant for pink, but then Christina took it and really like made it simple. I remember like it was really shot in this kind of like very Aussi sepia tone colors. They showed a gay couple oh, yeah. in this music video, which was very iconic. Green. But she wrote in this beautiful thing to Billboard that she said, As my career moved forward and I began making music that spoke to my pain and struggles, there were fans that came out to me with stories that literally lifted me up. Those were all my LGBTQ fans that through thick and thin stand with me daily. My fighters, my heroes, the reason I love what I do. Hmm. Every day is so wonderful and suddenly it's hard to breathe Now and then I get insecure From all the pain I'm so ashamed I am beautiful No matter what they say Words can't bring me Fucking, she 
always will show up at a gay, she will show up at a pride, she will show up somewhere and stand up. She raised so much money for the victims of the Orlando shooting. She fought for marriage equality in a really big open way. And she's now, her new thing is um, fighting to end um, HIV stigma, which is another huge movement that we have to march for in Pride now, you know. And she's just always on top of her fucking shit. And she's always putting queer people and queer love in her videos. I love, I love that. that. On, on apps with a stigma, I always see like people are really doing really good because people used to say like they were clean. They use the term clean uh, uh, to, to say that they don't have H- HIV. And, and I'm I'm seeing more and more that people are like, that's not a status. Clean is not a status. Like, that's dehumanizing yeah. to say, like, someone is dirty if they have HIV. So, I, yeah, I, I think, like, maybe Christina's work is, is permeating some of the culture there. Also, have you seen the video she made with Peaches for My Girls? The song's called My Girls. I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. It's yes, fierce. It's, and, Pe- and Peaches is such an amazing lesbian <laughs> icon. Um, speaking of le- other lesbian icons, I didn't know this until I started researching for this episode, but the Dixie Chicks are considered huge, like huge icons to the lesbian community. Um, they have a massive lesbian fan base, and I fucking love the Dixie Chicks. Oh, so I far. stand the Dixie Chicks. We're Michigan girls. I mean, uh, everyone mm-hmm. had... Uh, those iconic albums. Natalie Maines is like such an awesome force to, uh, to be reckoned with. And, you know, obviously was super outspoken and um, yeah. And when I first moved to New York was right at the beginning of the Iraq war and we were protesting a lot against George W. Bush. And when she fucking came out, when she fucking like almost broke their entire careers we're, by fucking. Yeah. She says we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas <laughs> in another country. Yeah. She's just like letting them know. She's like, I still stand for Texas, but I don't stand for this <laughs> shit. It's so fucking amazing. And so then a few years, uh, a few years ago when um, the bathroom bill went into place in fucking North Carolina and everyone was boycotting North Carolina. The Dixie Chicks were like, hmm, instead of boycott the state, they made f- hats for their entire audience that said, no hate in my state. And they gave them out for free at the concert. And I just fucking love that. I think it's such a great way to, you know, like still be there for your fans, but also not put up with the bullshit of, you know, because we're all finding new ways to protest or new ways to boycott in this fucking hellscape that is. Trump's America, and I really love This is that such they a great that. quote that Natalie and, Maines gave to US Times. She says, I'm pro gay marriage, pro gay everything. I'm pro choice. I'm liberal on every social aspect, probably. More liberal than people would even believe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I love that, right? Um, uh, I love her so much. So, we, yes, yeah, so we're thinking that, the, I, and I guess this is a big, um, um, has become a huge lesbian anthem, but I think it's a great gay rights, gay anthem bop, wide open spaces. Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Who's never left home? Who's never struck out? To find a dream and a life of their own. A place in the clouds, a foundation of stone. Many precede and many will follow. A young girl's dreams no longer hollow. It takes the shape. 
So I love that. I love that. I love when the gay community takes work by straight artists and is like, you know what? This speaks to me. This is going to be, this speaks to my experience too. I think that's fucking awesome. And I love this song as a gay anthem. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, duh. Like listening to that song, if you're from the Midwest, you're like, you can totally imagine, you know, that song's about getting out. That song's mm-hmm. about experiencing something that your life at that moment can't give you and it's so joyous i mean every time i'm in the car with my girls we play that and we roll the window down we're even going to like a, like a simple trip to panera bread that's us that's us getting into our wide open spaces because <laughs> boys i need my wide open jeans when i eat my panera bread wide open jeans <laughs> A room, oh, right open jeans, room to make a big mistake. <laughs> Panera Bread, <laughs> hire me to do your theme song. Um, but, or at least let us be on your float in the pride And like we parade. said, it's amazing because, like, you know, the Dixie Chicks were truly villainized. They, they used to have CD, like, like truck crushing parties when she came out about during the bush that that with that that one statement people country music refused to play them like they were totally Mm -hmm. exiled and with death threats like they made a whole documentary where they had to have all of these um uh bodyguards around them because like people wanted them dead it was wild it was disgusting not much has changed fuck america um but uh (laughs) natalie uh mains (laughs) <laughs> talks about um yeah there's my pride fuck that fuck it fuck men um where uh where she says gay rights are chicks rights which i kind of just <laughs> gay yeah. rights are chicks rights chick rights are gay rights main set up the controversy uh the connection between the band and their gay fans was strengthened we both know how it feels to be hated just for who we are, not for doing anything, bothering anyone, murdering anyone, or being arrested just for being us. Apparently, that's not good in some people's eyes. I love that. And that's, mm. what, we're, that's what we're talking about, of just being wholly us, just like saying I am who I am is not enough. You know, it's, that's actually threatening. Mm-hmm. That's really threatening to people. It's really threatening when women stand, stand up and say their truth. You know, like that's well, not their that's, place, and that's the allyship. That's the allyship. I think that we ex- we'll try to explore a lot in this podcast is the allyship between you know queer people and women, and that that's a serious that's a serious bond that we have, and we definitely have with fucking Natalie Maines and all the Dixie Chicks. Um, cut everything, <laughs> cut everything um, except for me saying I hate American men. That should just be our pride album. <laughs> Fuck the world. Fuck the our world pride is about shame. And about (laughs) murder. (laughs) Pride's about war crimes and Red Bull. Red Bull. Red Bull. I just had a Red Bull. 
this week. Oh my gosh, I don't really do Red gross. Bull. <laughs> really? Yes. There's been a Red Bull in my fridge literally Keep for three it there, years. Because it tastes <laughs> disgusting. I, I just never know when someone's going to need it. Like, yeah, I, no, I it's know. it's true because people do need it. They're like, I got to get up. I got to get jazzy. I got to get, get my jazzy. Red Bull. Um, taking the allyship path to the nth degree is our diva Liza. Okay, Manelli. you're gonna you're gonna coach me on Liza this. Liza Minnelli, Liza Minnelli, fucking took it to church on Larry King in the early nineties. We welcome to our New York studios the one and only Liza with a Z. And we're going to see a preview of that tape later. First ever showing, right? Yes. Tonight, here. Tonight. What got Liza Minnelli involved in AIDS? Well, I've been involved for a long time because the entire theatrical community, from the very beginning, was losing so many people. Um, and the, you but lost I think, friends. Oh, yes, a lot of friends. And, An ex-husband. Uh, yes, exactly. And Peter Allen died of it. Right, he did. And lots of people that I'd known. And then as the years went by, and I watched the tireless efforts of all of these activists, and they just kept going and kept trying and kept trying to break the barriers and tell people, you know, just educate people about protecting themselves and so forth. And then as it got worse and worse, and you became more calloused and more, I guess, in denial. You know, somebody else is sick. You go, oh, that's terrible. Now I have a few errands to run. I mean, you become numb mm-hmm. with grief. and. Just as a human being, you react like you, you have to keep going. But I thought, wait a minute, there must be some way out of this denial. And there's got to be something that's going to make me feel something again because I'm exhausted. And I know everybody else who works for AIDS is exhausted after 10 years. And I went to see a show called The Kiss of the Spider Woman. And maybe it was the right night for you to hear something a certain way. But I watched this song being sung called The Day After That in this show, it's about revolution. But I really thought to myself, I think it's about more than that. I think the song is about the war against despair. I think the song is about the war against this devastating plague. I think the song is about hope. So you left the theater and... And thought, this is the song. Every great war... What did you do? I called Cantor and Ev and I called Garth Drabinsky and I called Billy Stritch and Don Sebesky and Phil Ramone. And everybody I could think of to say, how, how do we do this? We need an anthem. Every great war has had something to march to. We don't have a song. We don't have We Shall Overcome. We don't have It's a Long Way to Tipperary. We don't have that. And we need to raise our voices together. And sometimes music has the power to disturb. And if it can just disturb and, and help so people, you know, that's all I was trying to do. To fit, Not no. at all. It's very simple. And it's just repeated three times. It's the kind of thing you want people to learn so that the next candlelight marches that happen, people can raise their voices so together. So you had the idea then? Beautiful. Beautiful. What an amazing story. So Liza's a 
Yeah. What a beautiful story. It didn't happen. It wasn't an, it, it was not as anthematic as she planned it, but damn, she didn't try to put her hat in and, and, and really make something happen. And she make, tried to be part of the solution. She, also, you can hear what pain she has in her voice of how many people, you know, she lost, she must have lost fucking Do you know what my fantasy is? Um, it's what? that, uh, that like we bring this back in the club mix and give her the, oh, that yeah, would be fierce. Like, it's okay if it didn't happen give her then, the she deserves meant to it. be brought back and like, let's, let's get that edit out there and celebrate. I, I also love this idea she brings up of like, uh, ha- having to reunite after being exhausted from the fight. And I know that's how so many people feel right now. You know, like we don't have that same energy we had during the women's right. march. Or the second one. Because you just keep getting beaten down. Because you just keep getting beaten down and they're counting on that. And like thinking of pride too as um, a time to reignite, to reignite your activism, to reignite your passion, to light your little rainbow flag. I love that idea. I love that. And I love that from Liza. And I fucking hate Larry King. Yeah, you want to know what? I would fuck so many (laughs) men. I'm not going to fuck Larry. I realize that I can no, make I can fuck, I can no, kind of make gay. anything out I can make a meal out of anything I seriously can. You can fetishize anything, but not and normally that I can king. fetishize any old guy because it's like oh my god this old guy's fucking you know just even that old guy's fucking me oh that's crazy. But but you, you know what I'm not gonna let Larry fuck- King fuck me. Stand up. No way. Thank you for having some stand up for your I, fucking pride. There's my pride. Um, I found my pride. I'm my one of. pride thing. <laughs> my one pride movement is that I won't let. I'm not gonna fuck Larry King. I win. <laughs> he he just keeps pushing her through that interview and pushing her along. And I guess that's because it's on cable TV in the 90s. And you yeah, it's like really challenging too. Like he's g- weirdly like trying to get her to defend why she's like, and she's literally like, because it's a plague. Like, I don't know. Because Everyone I lost fucking everybody dying? I love. Maybe that's why. Thank God we have a podcast and we don't have to push people along and we can just talk for Thank hours you. on end. Larry King's not coming on this podcast. <laughs> that's for sure. My battle angels. I, I bet you he has a fucking sure, podcast. He's still going. He is still. He looks Everybody like he's three hundred in nineteen ninety three. Our pride. Our pride is beating up on Larry so. King. <laughs> we are Take not. That. We're not going to fuck King. you, and you're not going to be on our podcast. So, <laughs> put you in your. Bah. And we're not going to listen to yours or rate it or subscribe. <laughs> he's actually done so many inter- interviews that we don't even know to get into that we're not a fan of. So. We did have we I did have the Bette Midler Larry King appearance on VHS and I would yeah. watch. He's done a couple of them again. actually. She's been on. I mean, everyone's been on Larry King on CNN. Well, she did the full she did the full hour to promote Bed of yeah. Roses. That was my fucking tea, and they played the To mm-hmm. Deserve You video, and that was everything. If you haven't listened to our Bed of Roses episode, just scroll back. It's just a few back. <laughs> fucking download. What should they do? What should they apps. do? Should they download? Should they like? Should they subscribe? They should download. You should download. We haven't told you that in a while. You should download the episodes. It's helpful, and then you can take them with you when you don't have Wi-Fi when you go to your pride march and you can listen to us wormholing in your ears the entire time or when you're laying on the beach um in yeah, fire island just, yep fire island uh, and i also say but see those are the there's a couple other gay places to go to <laughs> <laughs> p-town when you're in p-town you can listen to us when you're in uh, south beach <laughs> <laughs> it's, i also just kind of gag because it's just like such gay white faggotry all of these places I know. It's like, yeah, it's, it's terrible. terrible. Ugh, men are horrible. I'm really on a man hate uh, now with this whole thing. Um. <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm glad that we got our lesbian. Well, let's let's close this in. out. We let's only close have, this out. Yeah, we only have one more song, and we know you've all been waiting for it. We rarely ever touch the hem of yeah, God. Yeah, this is truly the hem of. This is truly where it all begins. I don't really have anything to say to it, but it's been a song of my life, of my childhood. I once. I once karaoke it in front of a lot of people before I went into a lesbian haunted house. That's absolutely true. And we ho. Speaking of other white faggot places. But I was at know. a lesbian haunted house. Hello. Um, I, um, yeah, of course it's Judy. And of course it's over the rainbow. And it's everything. Um, she's, I mean, she's the greatest. She's the supreme. She's... Um, I mean, I don't need to, well, I don't know if I need to go into it. Judy Garland died the week before the Stonewall riots happened. And lots of people like to say that people were upset. That's not really the case. (laughs) People were upset about a lot of other things other than Judy dying. But it's part of, it is part of the folklore. It's part of the mythology. And fucking gays aren't anything if it's not for folklore and mythology. Um, I... I love her so much. I, um, I'm so grateful to have her and her daughter, Liza. <laughs> I know it's cliche, but I just, I love her. I have nothing to say. The song is about finding a better place, hoping for a better world. Uh, fucking has rainbow in the title. <laughs> what, what more gay yeah, gifts can you get? A, uh, it's about, yeah, it's about trying to find, uh, find a place where you can yeah, be happy. It's about being happy. And, and this song makes me so yeah, happy. And, so, and we hope that you all are happy and having an amazing Pride Month. We hope you'll get out and do fun Pride things. Love yourself. Um, love other people. Be open. We don't, we, there's yeah. a lot of judgy, 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 judgy in our community. Um, <laughs> we've been engaging in y'all some aren't of the only. Today. Y'all aren't the only <laughs> gay people in this world. You're not the only queer people in this world. Like, I think coming at shit with a little bit more compassion... Um, and a little bit more patience, you know, I think is a super, mm-hmm. yeah. super important thing to consider. It's it's okay to give us some space and love each other and educate each other. You can educate us. Yeah, that's my that's my pride statement. That's a beautiful pride statement. Yeah, be and um, and be um, sensitive and, and listen to yourself and um, during this pride time. And that's part of what and it's find all us about. over the rainbow. We love you, battle angels. We love you, battle angels. We'll talk Bye. to you soon. Have fun. Bye. Over the rainbow, way up high. There's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. you dare to dream really do come true someday i wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me where 
troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops. That's where you Why then, oh why?